Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, we're off to the NFL owners meetings in Phoenix, and I have three questions that I'd love answered while I'm there. We'll discuss those questions, hit you with news and notes from over the weekend, and your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, March 27th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it's available. If YouTube is where you're checking it out, we do appreciate that. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. And also, thanks to my guy Ari for having us up on YouTube, doing a good job. You can find him on Twitter at Ari Produces. Today's edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On Today to get started. Let's go ahead and get started on today's show. Again, uh, off to the owners' meetings in Phoenix and actually recording this show on Sunday afternoon. About to get into the car, drive to Phoenix, you know, four or five hours of uh, on-the-road time and do a little bit of traveling to get there, pick up the credentials and get everything squared away so we can rock and roll and get to meet very early in the morning on Monday. Obviously, today's show uh, with head coach Josh McDaniels. We'll have an opportunity to talk to GM Dave Ziegler and also owner Mark Davis, not to mention the rest of the team's uh, head coach and GMs and owners around the league. So the first two days, uh, Monday and Tuesday, are going to be very busy days at the owners' meetings. There's a lot of different conversations that could be had, and everything starts real early in the morning. So excited for the opportunity to be there, excited for the opportunity to get some good sound bites out of it and you know maybe get a little bit more clarity on what the Raiders are putting together. But we'll talk more about the owners' meetings coming up in segment number two here in segment number one. Just want to kind of go over the news and notes between Friday and today. And again, recording this on Sunday, so if there's some news that happens to break around the silver and black maybe they sign somebody uh, later on on Sunday well I'll get that uh, on Tuesday show because again uh, recording this a little bit early just because I got to get on the road and start traveling so on Friday the Raiders agreed to terms with defensive tackle John Jenkins he's been in the league 11 seasons uh, played the last two seasons with the Miami Dolphins was originally a third round pick uh, by the New Orleans Saints in the 2013 draft he's played 116 career games with 30 starts for the Saints Seahawks Bears and Giants totaling two 212 tackles, two and a half sacks, four passes defense, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. Also played in five postseason games and recorded eight tackles, one sack, and one fumble recovery. So it's a big dude. And he's a he's a big run stuffer. He's not a guy that's going to collapse the pocket and get to the quarterback. He's not that guy. Basically, as far as I'm looking at John Jenkins, he's probably a replacement for Andrew Billings, who just left with the silver and black and went over and signed with the Chicago Bears. Again, another guy that wasn't going to get to the quarterback on the consistent uh, basis, but was able to be you know that space eater that Lincoln Kennedy likes to call those guys in the interior of the defensive line who aren't really getting to the quarterback, just space eaters. John Jenkins to me appears to be a big space eater. Again, a guy that could really stuff the run and we all know that that's something that Patrick Graham wants to have he wants to have those big uglies in the middle of the defensive line that can slow down the run but then also have guys that can get to the quarterback so they re-signed Jerry Tillery he's more of a pass rusher from the interior and now they bring in John Jagans who is more of a run stuffer from the interior so that was one move that became official on Friday also on Friday 
wide receiver DeAndre Carter uh, visited with the Raiders. Now, he did not sign a contract. Apparently, there's a few other teams, but my guy Jordan Schultz from the score actually sent out a tweet saying wide receiver DeAndre Carter is visiting the Raiders today. The Chargers free agent comes off career best with 46 catches, 548 yards, and three touchdowns. Also was a special teams ace as well. Carter's market is heating up with a few other teams in the mix as well. It was so funny when I put that tweet out there and I kind of retweeted it and said, oh, there's a free agent wide receiver visit coming into the Raiders. Everyone was up in arms. Well, can he play defense? What's going on? Why are the Raiders continuing to address the offensive side of things and not really worried about the defense? Look, DeAndre Carter is a player and also he's a kick return guy too. Uh, He's a guy that uh, has a really big ability when it comes to kick return game. Uh, Also in that first game against the the Raiders, the first game of the season in LA, uh, he also cooked them from the wide receiver position. So he's actually a really good player and I'm not surprised that uh, no deal was done on Friday because as uh, Jordan pointed out in his tweet his market is definitely heating up so that would be uh, a big time get right there and I know that technically if you look at the Raiders roster and you look at the wide receivers you say yeah but Q where is he going to play don't really need another wide receiver look right now they're trying to put together the best 90 at some point, they got to whittle it down to 53. But right now, they're putting together the best 90. And then they're going to go to camp, and that's going to be a lot of great competition. So they're hopefully, and we've said this a few years now, hopefully there'll be some good talent that gets cut. Not because, well, you want to see guys get cut, but because that means that the guys that remain are very, very talented and earn their job. And that's what this, this staff is all about, is earning, earning, earning. They want these guys to earn their job. So right now, uh, they already have a lot of wide receivers in the mix. And if DeAndre Carter at some point does become official, then that's even more but again that's more competition and I'm all there for it so a guy that can do really well on special teams and a guy that uh, really had a breakout season as a wide receiver for the Chargers last season did visit the Raiders on Friday Uh, that doesn't mean that he's going to sign again there's plenty of teams that are in the mix for him but just kind of pay attention to that also we found out on uh, on Friday the offseason workout dates for the Raiders and the rest of the NFL and it's so funny that that happened to pop up because I was going through my old emails trying to plan a vacation later on for the family. I was going through the, uh, my old emails. And I was like, well, I know at some point they send out the dates, you know, when, when, uh, you know, when they're uh, having activities, when they're not having activities, when's the sweet spot to get away for a vacation. And like when we cover a team, like we covered the, the Raiders, you have to, you have to be able to find that sweet spot. You have to find those dates when there's nothing going on or else, you, you know, you can miss something big. So I don't want to do that. And uh, I couldn't find it from last year. And all of a sudden on Friday, the email came out for this year. So there you go. I guess they knew that we were all looking for, uh, for dates so we could figure out when we can go on vacations, not just myself, but uh, everyone else who covers the team. So for the Raiders, offseason workouts begin April 17th. That's right, April 17th. Look at the date. That's next month. That's not even the draft yet, right? That's, that's, I mean, that happens before the draft even, even takes place. The draft is uh, April 27th through 29th in Kansas City. So the offseason workouts begin April 17th. Now, that's not pads popping. That's not, you know, big-time football activities going on, but just a, a time that the team meets at the facility and goes over some football-type things. Again, offseason workouts beginning April 17th. OTAs, now that's where it gets a little bit more interesting, right? May 22nd and 23rd, May 25th, May 31st through June 2nd, and then June 12th through June 15th. Those are the OTAs for the silver and black. So, you know, a couple days here, a day there, a couple days here, you know, just a a handful of of OTAs. That's organized team activities. Uh, Those are not mandatory. So sometimes you'll see a lot of guys there. Other times you won't. So those are the OTAs for the Raiders. And then mandatory minicamp, which is only that three-day period, is June 6th through 8th, where you expect to see everyone there. And the one guy that doesn't have to be there as of right now is Josh Jacobs. 
because Josh Jacobs has not signed his franchise tag deal yet. Uh, so in, he doesn't have a contract. So technically, he's not on the team. So he doesn't have to be there. When he signs that franchise tag, then that's when he has to be there. Again, mandatory minicamp. So guys like Devontae Adams, uh, everyone else, you know, Jimmy G, uh, everyone else that's been signed to a contract will be there unless there's a, a, an excuse or uh, they've been excused from not showing up. But uh, if, if this staff is like this staff was last year, for the most part, every single person will be there. So mandatory minicamp June 6th through 8th. And then after that, June 12th through 15th, that OTAs, after that's done, there's a probably, what, a 30-day lull. Uh, and then all of a sudden, that's when they get back to it. It's about 30 days, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, uh, training camp is right there. And then it's full throttle. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's preseason. And then you're talking about football games again. It's, it's so funny. It seems like it used to be where football would go away and it felt like it was gone for a long time. The way the NFL has stretched everything out across every single month, there's always something going on, whether it's free agency or it's the draft or it's offseason workouts, it, it, uh, owners meetings, combine, all that good stuff. They have something going on all the time. They have successfully found a way to make it NFL 365 all year long. They just they just make it happen. All right. Twenty four hours a day, three hundred sixty five days a year is what the NFL has created. So that's what I got for you for segment number one. Just little news and notes kind of collected but between Friday through uh, throughout the course of the weekend. Coming up in segment number two, as I mentioned, on the way to Phoenix, Arizona for the owners meetings. They actually take place starting Sunday through Wednesday. So I have three questions. I got a question for Josh McDaniels, a question for GM Dave Ziegler, and a question for owner Mark Davis that I would love to get the answer of coming out of the owner's meetings. We'll talk about that coming up in segment number two after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. And as you could tell, uh, the NCAA tournament, boy, fantastic action, right? Watching that all weekend long was so much fun. So right now there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything for the money line, point spreads, uh, who's going to be cutting down the nets, how many threes are hit. It's all good and it's all safe on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, it's a Sunday, recording this on Sunday because I'm traveling uh, on my way to Phoenix, Arizona for the owners' meetings. First time I've had an opportunity to cover the owners' meetings, and, you know, this year has had a lot of firsts, right? It's been really cool to be able to go to the Combine in Indianapolis. That was a hell of an experience, and now looking forward to this experience at the owners' meetings, and apparently every year it flip-flops. One year, it's in Miami, then the next year, it's in Phoenix. So last year, it was in Miami. This year, it's in Phoenix, so it's much easier for me to get to, so that's why it's able to that's why I'm able to go and cover it this year so excited about the opportunity uh, not only to bring it here for the podcast but also Radio Nation Radio 920 and on Necessary Roughness the radio show so I got three questions now I know that there's probably going to be a lot more asked than just three questions and I'll ask a lot more than three questions but there's three questions in particular that I'd really like to know the answer to coming out of the owners meetings and of course you can feel free to chime in and give your thoughts on what you'd like to find out or learn coming out of the owners meetings of course 707 654 Four six nine three. But the first one I'll ask for Josh McDaniels because I believe we'll talk to Josh McDaniels before we get a chance to talk to GM Dave Ziegler or the owner Mark Davis. So the first one is about the quarterback position. How big of a priority is drafting a potential quarterback of the future now that Jimmy G is signed, sealed, 
and deliver it. And what I mean by that is the Raiders are sitting there at number seven. We know Carolina's taking a quarterback at number one. We know Houston's taking a quarterback at number two. That's when all the questions start to happen after number two. Arizona's sitting there at number three. They don't need a quarterback. I think the teams are probably going to try to trade up. My, my gut feeling tells me that the Colts who are sitting there at four are probably going to trade up to number three just to make sure that they're the next team in line to get a quarterback. But that's just my gut feeling. Who knows? So, you know, I feel like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young will be gone one, two. So, okay, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. Is one of those guys the Raiders guy? And if so, are they going to go make a move for him? Are they going to try to trade up to number three and potentially go get him? So uh, so maybe a team like the Colts don't go grab uh, their quarterback. Is uh, Will Levis their guy? I mean, you just you just don't know, right? And so that's, that's the big question is, is the quarterback going to be a big-time priority for the silver and black now that they have Jimmy G? We know he's a serviceable starter. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll even say he's good. I think that him and Derek Carr are very similar to each other, except for Jimmy G gets hurt more than Derek Carr. So that's another thing that I'm, you know, concerned about, to be honest, with, since uh, Jared Stidham's no longer in the mix, that, okay, who's going to be the backup quarterback? And again, it's rare that you talk about a backup quarterback, but since Stidham, who knew the system really well, is no longer with the team, whoever's going to back up Jimmy G uh, is either going to have to be, you know, ready to be thrown into the fire immediately or... If, if they have to go to him, then all of a sudden, then what? Then is it just, okay, season's over and let the rookie try to figure it out? You know, so that's, that's going to be a big question. But uh, for Josh McDaniels, you know, how big of a priority now is the quarterback position? Do they get one in the first round or do they go and attack the defense like we've been talking about? And really, I kind of feel like that that's what's going to happen is that they're going to attack the defensive side of things uh, with that number seven overall pick. Just kind of let the board fall to him and let one of those really good defensive players, uh, you know, fall to him. So I, I think that that's really probably what they're going to do. But it might not be, right? Apparently, they met with Bryce Young. They met with C.J. Stroud. They didn't go to Will Levis' uh, uh, his pro day. And Anthony Richardson has his pro day coming up this week. So we'll see if they show up there. Um, you know, there was obviously the conversation. And I don't think it gets talked about enough that, you know, the Raiders were also that team that was talking to the Chicago Bears about trading up to number one. So clearly, there was a quarterback there that the Raiders liked or they wouldn't have been interested in trading up all the way to number one. Could that quarterback still be there? You know, so uh, that's really, I think when it comes to Josh McDaniels, the biggest question coming out of the owners meeting for me is about the quarterback position. And is that still a priority now that they have Jimmy G and at least they feel like, okay, well, Jimmy G can hold it down. Right. And they just hope that he doesn't get injured. <laughs> that, that's the biggest thing with him. Just hope that he doesn't get injured. So the next question will be for GM Dave Ziegler. And I do believe that we'll get him second. And that question would be what exactly was the Raiders' main objective going into free agency with the players that they've added. And the reason I ask that question is because, well, as we all know, a lot of people in Raider Nation aren't happy with the guys that have been signed. Uh, everyone feels like it's just a bunch of dudes, you know, nobody that's really a solid player. But there's a rhyme and a reason to why Dave Ziegler has put it together like that. So I just like the explanation on why. Like, I think I know. I talk about it all the time when the Raiders sign somebody and we talk about who it is and what they can bring to the table. Like, I think I know what he's doing. But I don't want to think I know. I want to know. So that's that's why that question would be uh, posed to the GM of the Silver and Black. You know, a lot of guys on one-year deals, a lot of guys that uh, have had good moments or maybe even in backup roles. Now it looks like that they're going to be given an opportunity to play more full-time like a Robert Spillane. Can a guy like that handle it? You know, does it make everything less of a priority where they have some holes filled and now they can just go and try to gra grab some guys in the draft that are absolute alpha dogs and uh, fill those voids as well and just have some veteran leadership there? I mean, there's, there's a lot of different reasons why Dave Ziegler has put it together the way he has, but I would like a, a little bit more of an explanation. And when we were at the Combine in Indianapolis, we got a good 30-minute conversation 
with uh, Dave Ziegler was great. I mean, the Raiders did a really good job of having all the local media meet at a hotel that the hotel that they were staying at said, Hey, we'll go to this conference room and you know, it's, seven or eight of you guys will sit with uh, the GM and you could just kind of pepper him with questions. I'm hoping that that's the same opportunity that we get at the owner's meetings because he was very good, right? Brought the show to brought, brought that, that sound to the show. And I think everyone could appreciate hearing from the GM. So hopefully we get that same opportunity where we get a good 25 or 30 minutes with uh, Dave Ziegler and he'll answer that question that I had. What exactly was the Raiders main objective going into free agency and the players that were added to go along with it. That's for GM Dave Ziegler. And finally, and like I said, there's going to be much more questions asked than just these. But finally, for Mark Davis, uh, and we will talk to him, and this will be the first time we talk to Mark Davis in a very long time. Obviously, there's a lot been going on with the Raiders. There's a lot going on with the Aces as he sold some of that uh, share to Tom Brady. So Tom Brady's now a part owner of the Aces as well. Uh, but we haven't really had an opportunity to talk to him. I haven't even seen him around the facility in, in quite a while. So uh, one, it'll be just great to see him and hear from him, period. But main question that I have is what he would like to see or what his expectations are for this team this upcoming year as far as the plan. And I say the plan in air quotes. If you're watching on YouTube, you see me doing a little air quote motion. You know, the plan that Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels have rolled out. And please believe they rolled out a plan. I'm not saying that it's the plan that we know. You know, they haven't just rolled it out in front of us and said, all right, Q, this is exactly what we're doing. This is how it's going to happen. And this is when the team's going to be really good. They haven't done that for us. But they've done that for him. So I would like to know what his expectations are for the 2023 season. You know, there's some, like myself, that believe that this team could be, you know, pre could be pretty good if they do really well in the draft, right? I think everything, the success of this team for 2023 is really going to have to do with who they hit on or what they hit on in the upcoming NFL draft. There's others, like Vic Tafer, who I had on my radio show on Friday, who just said, if you're a Raider fan, you think the team's not going to is going to be good this year. You know you're sadly mistaken. They're not going to be a very good team. Like he's already kind of written off the team for 2023. So you know the the truth could lie in the middle. You know they they because I mean think about last year, how many one score games did they lose? How many close close outcomes were there where they were on the wrong end of things? You know a couple of those games go their way. That's all of a sudden an eight or nine win team instead of a six win team. So I think that the truth could lie in the middle. You know, where their their expectations aren't to be great, maybe not a double digit, uh, you know, game winner. They might not win 10 or 11 games this year, but they might get to eight or nine or they might really overachieve. Right. Or, or, and maybe they don't ex they don't think it's overachieving. That, that's that's why that question is there about the expectations. Like, what is the owner's expectations? I feel like this team has to show that they're getting better or his patience may run out with this uh, this staff but at the same time it feels like there's a long-term plan in place and he's comfortable with what they do so I guess we'll kind of judge how comfortable he is by the question we ask about the plan or I ask about the plan and what the expectations are for this team what he would like to see this team do in 2023 so those are the three questions that I have again Raider Nation would love to hear from you at 707-654-4693 it's a Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line you can give a call text whatever the case may be First question for me, how big of a priority has drafted a potential quarterback of the future now that Jimmy G is signed, sealed, and delivered? That's for head coach Josh McDaniels. For GM Dave Ziegler, what exactly was the Raiders' main objective going into free agency with the players that they have added? And for the owner, Mark Davis, what he would like to see or what his expectations are for this team as far as the plan goes in 2023. Coming up in segment number three is your calls and texts. We'll do it next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. And actually on today's show, uh, just have a couple texts and one tweet that I want to get to. So no calls on today's show, just text and tweet. And the first tweet that I got uh, it says, hey, man, question about Perriman. What's his deal? Was the injuries a reason for him not going back? Watches some tape and his, his skills look like he's still a good player. And that was actually a tweet from I am St. Omni on Twitter. And I definitely appreciate that. And he's actually a Texans fan. And that's who Denzel Perriman has signed with is the Houston Texans on a one-year deal. And my response to that was, yeah, I mean, he's a good player, but the injuries are, are, are an issue, right? And that was kind of why I didn't think Denzel Perriman was going to be a priority to re-sign. I thought he was a guy that they could bring back, but I didn't think he was going to be a priority just because every single year in his career, he's been banged up. And that's unfortunate because he's a hell of a player. He brings a lot of energy to the team. Uh, they kind of they kind of go as Denzel Perriman goes. You know he goes downhill, and, uh, you know, he's a thumper. He's you know, a little suspect in coverage. I think we all know that, and he's aware of that. I mean, he talks about it. He talked about it openly to us. You know, hey, you know, hey, I'm not good in coverage. Uh, someone come teach me, right? I mean, and, and not in a disrespectful way. He's just like, hey, he's just not that great in coverage. But what he does really well is he's able to shed blocks. He's able to go sideline to sideline. I mean, he's, he's, he's got quicks. He's, he's, a, he's a good dude and a hell of a player. But the injuries and the, the struggles in coverage kind of made him expendable. And so the Texans picked him up, but kind of tells you all you need to know when they picked him up on a one-year deal. So uh, there you go. So that was a tweet that we got about Denzel Perryman. Uh, got a text from Drunk DMN Raider, uh, and he sent a tweet that was from uh, Warren Sharp, Sharp Football. And I've seen this going around Twitter a lot. A lot of Raider fans are up in arms. Uh, basically, what this tweet is is about total snaps played in the last five years by players a team drafted themselves. Again, that's Warren Sharp from Sharp Football. So he has the top 10, and then he has the bottom 10. So the top 10. He has number one, the Dallas Cowboys, 91,901. Again, that's total snaps played in the last five years by players a team drafted themselves. That's from Warren Sharp. So number one was Dallas, 91,901. And then he has bottom 10. And the very last team is the Raiders. So remember the 91,000 was first for Dallas. For the Raiders, it's 11,904. So think about that. All the way from 91,000 all the way down to 11,000. So the tweet or the text goes on to say, that's brutal proof how bad Gruden and Mayock's drafting has set the Raiders back. And as much as I want to sit there and say, oh, yeah, that's exactly the reason why. And, man, their, their drafting was terrible. That's actually not accurate, uh, accurate stats uh, from Warren Sharp. And he's usually really, really good. He did not specify that those are Las Vegas uh, draft guys, right? I mean, so, so he didn't specify – uh, that it was just the Las Vegas area, but that's what it's got to be when the team moved to Las Vegas and the guys that they drafted. Uh, even Josh DeBow from the AP, and we all know that Josh DeBow is not someone who's going to ever go and defend the Raiders. He even put out a tweet and said, the Raiders number is way off. Colton Miller, Max Crosby, Foster Morrow, and Josh Jacobs have more than that combined. So uh, take that that tweet and that stat and everything with a grain of salt. Again, he has them there, 11,904 total snaps, but those are Las Vegas Raiders drafted by the Las Vegas Raiders, not a Colton Miller who was drafted when they were in Oakland, Max Crosby, Oakland, Foster, Oakland, Josh, Oakland, right? So uh, it's kind of mis misguided, misleading a little bit, but it, it, it's, it's so funny because on Twitter, like I said, Raider fans are losing their mind seeing that. And I'll tell you, when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, that's huge. But then I was, 
it, it again, it didn't make any sense. And so I had to do a little bit more research. And that's when I realized how bad that was. And then I saw the note from Josh DeBow about uh, the fact that Miller, Crosby, Morrow, and Jacobs have more more snaps than that combined uh, than that 11,904. So uh, it's, it, it was bad. I mean, there's no denying that the drafting for the Raiders were bad, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as it looks uh, from Warren Sharp on that tweet. Uh, final text. Uh, from Southern Indiana Raider. It says, hey, Q, Southern Indiana Raider here. Wanted to chime in and say that I've been one of those guys that have been angry and negative towards this regime. I'm not doing it anymore. I've been waiting for this thing to turn around for two decades. So what's another year or two? They draft a stud at each level of the defense and solidify the O-line. They have a fighting chance. I don't see them trading the seventh pick. They should be able to draft a stud for the D-line or linebacker or cornerback. Not sure about a quarterback falling to number seven. That's from Southern Indiana Raider. And that's the thing about it. First of all, thank you for the text. But that's the thing about it, man. A lot of people are up in arms about, you know, this team and where they're at right now and the guys that they've been signing in free agency and, you know, what in the hell is the staff doing? And, you know, a lot of people are also jaded to the fact that they came over from New England. I mean, you always got to remember that, that the New England factor uh, just doesn't sit right with a lot of Raider Nation. I get it, right? I get it. It's the Patriots. I mean, who, who wants to acknowledge the Patriots in Raider Nation? Nobody. But also, if this plan works, then... Who cares, <laughs> right? And I'm not guaranteeing that this plan is going to work, right? I'm, I'm in a wait-and-see type mode, and that's why I'm not getting too high or too low on it. I uh, got very high on the moves that they made last offseason, bringing in Chandler Jones, bringing in uh, Devontae Adams. thought, man, this team is going to be fantastic. Just on paper, they're going to be able to fight with any team in the league. They'll, they'll have a competitive chance with every single team in the league, and we saw how that worked out. And I'm not saying they couldn't compete with every team in the league. They just had some games that they shouldn't have lost that they lost, had some really close scores that they lost, and it was just – the ball didn't bounce their way in, uh, in 2022, so uh, I'm not going to get too high or too low. Now, I'm excited about the draft. Uh, they have 12 draft picks as of right now, including that number seven overall pick, like you mentioned. I do, like you, believe that some studs could fall to them at seven, and they can have options, right? They, I think that they're gonna, there's going to be a, a stud defensive tackle that they can go get. I think there might be a stud edge rusher that they can go get. Uh, I definitely believe there'll be a stud cornerback that they could choose from. Like, there's all kind of different options. The quarterback, they might be gone. They might go the first, you know, out of the first five picks, four of them might be gone, all, all quarterbacks for all I know. But as far as defense goes, which we know that the Raiders need to address the defense in a major, major way, I think they could really start working on that and start to turn this thing around this year in the draft. I'm looking for at least three starters to come out of this draft. And I mean starters immediately, right? Like if you draft, I don't care who you draft at seven, say you draft um, Tyree Wilson, like he's a starter. He's a starter day one. Right. I, I don't I don't care. <laughs> right. There's no just, hey, uh, he, he's going to be part of a rotation. No, he's going to be a star or he's, he's supposed to be a star and he's supposed to be a starter. So a guy like a Christian Gonzalez, a cornerback, if they go and grab him or a Devon Witherspoon, whatever the case. Again, I don't care what position they grab as long as they grab the best of that that position. That's all that I care about because they need alpha dogs. They need players that can really lead the team. They need more Max Crosby's. Right. And Max Crosby, when they drafted him in the fourth round, no one expected him to be a stud like he is now. But his work ethic was insane and helped get him there where he's at. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of a, even a bad example. I mean, because he wasn't a, a day one starter, but he made himself, you know, a starter and he made himself uh, a, a major piece of that Raiders defense. But they need guys that can go in there and be, be tone setters, be, uh, like I said, alpha dogs and be day one starters. They got to get at least three of those guys coming out of the draft. The first two rounds should definitely be starters. Right. And then the rest of the picks that they have, they, uh, you know, they, they, they take their shot and see what they get. But seven, it's got to be a starter in the second round should be a starter as well. And then you still have 10 more picks to work with and you have enough to go ahead and package a pick here or there and move around on the board and target certain players. There's no doubt they should come out of this draft with at least 
three starters. So thank you so much, Southern Indiana Raider. I do appreciate you. And that's all I got. That's all I got for today's show. Raider Nation, I do appreciate you. Uh, again, recording the show early on Sunday just because I got to get in the car and drive to Phoenix and prepare for the owners' meetings, pick up my credential, get all set up, and be good to go. Have the radio show and, of course, the podcast live from Phoenix for the next few days. So, Raider Nation, thanks so much. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed your weekend. Hopefully you're enjoying uh, the beginning of this upcoming week. So, until tomorrow, Raider Nation, we'll have plenty of sound and sights from the NFL owners' meetings. Make sure you take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, Just win, baby.